Welcome back to another episode of the Harlequins Podcast. Two and four quarters. My name is Michael. As always, I'm sat here with my cousin Will, but we are very, very lucky to be joined today by two Harlequins legends, Red Roses, Sarah Becker and Shauna Brown, off the back of a massive win yesterday. How are we doing? Good. Uh, yeah, good, thank you. Body's in a decent place. Ready and raring-ish for next week. Ask me again Your on Thursday. Not ready and raring to go. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me again on Thursday. I'm sure I'll be in a great and much better place. <laughs> yeah, all good. The, what is the plan now for the next couple of days leading up to the final? Is it two days off back in Wednesday? What's the plan? Two days off. Back in tomorrow, <laughs> isn't it? Back, back in tomorrow, tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, Got a I... final to prepare for. <laughs> fair, fair. So, what, what, what a dream. No, we'll, we'll be back in tomorrow. It'll be a skill session and a weight session and completely back to normal no doubt Tuesday um skill session weights rugby but yeah as far as I know it might change this evening but as far as I know we've got a normal training week nice and as you say that the body's feeling all right not too sore after yesterday um I thought and I'm not just saying this because we've got you on I was actually at the game I thought you two had an absolute storm of carrying it up through the midfield as well there's plenty of carries from you both um I actually got it wrong as well, and I got called out for it on Twitter. I thought you <laughs> yes, scored so. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. <laughs> the stadium announcer definitely said it was you, and because all the of the fans were down the other end of the pitch, we couldn't even see. The stadium announcer did you so dirty. To he be did. fair, <laughs> I went over the line as well. I just didn't have the ball. So, I mean, basically, I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I need it to add to my tally. I've not got very many. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, woke no, up, a... I woke up this morning and saw it on Twitter and I texted her. I was like, that's class. Love that. Oh, no. I didn't mean to call you out. I just <laughs> no, no, to no, no call it out. Call it out. Absolutely. Call yeah, it no, out. Put us right. Put no, us no. Right. Vic Cornbrook works so hard and gets hardly any credit. So for her to get a try, I was buzzing for her. So I was like, right, she you needs to gas her up. Deserves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Up. I thought it was a great game. I thought... I thought Leanne Riley played incredibly well. I didn't realise how good she was kicking out of hand, but some of the positions Neither she did put we. the team in. Neither did we. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was two so brilliant good. kicks that pinned Wasps right in their corner. Obviously put you in a great yeah, position. The, so. ones, right. the one that went into the five-metre channel, I stopped running because I presumed it was going dead and then it bounced into the five-metre and I just yeah. looked there and I was like... <laughs> fantastic <laughs> well that's what we were saying I was sat next to my dad and we thought oh that's going dead and all of a sudden it got that bounce and suddenly we were all over them again so what, what did you both make of the game where were sort of the stress points or what was your kind of psychology doing as you were getting through the game I know comfortable 18-0 lead at half time must be quite not a challenge but you need to come out with almost a different mentality in that second half to sort of keep your foot on the throat yeah I, like you say the first half 18 18- 18 nil up although like it sounds like a good scoreline it, it's really not it's like three converted tries which is not a lot in rugby uh, we know they had kicking threats we know they've got Ellie Kildans, Abby Dow's like absolute weapons just in and of themselves and you give them you give them the ball like we've got to do a lot to, to stop them from doing anything so going in like I say in the first half it's all about sort of staying on it and keeping our foot on the throat as we call it and not letting off and not thinking oh we've got like a nice 18 point lead when it, it really wasn't that and as was shown when they came out second half it it was very much a like they're still here to play rugby they're not they're not here to let us win as such and like they got a few scores in but for us it was about like being able to 
work under pressure and that's exactly what's going to happen for most of the game next week it is just being under pressure so it's how we dealt with that that I'm most proud of. I think first half we came out executed the game plan exactly how we wanted to and then second half sort of fell away a little bit which was tough but managed to get the result in the end. And how was it having fans back in obviously we were in the crowd and I think the biggest cheer of the day was for for our second try off the back of the line out where Jess cut that line through the middle and sort of Lange took it up to the gain and popped her through. So good. As you we were watching that in the stand, it, you could kind of see it coming a mile off because she took quite a big run up on it. And as soon as she was through, like there was no stopping her. What was your view of that? And, and how did you find having fans back in the ground? Did it give you that kind of second wind? I stopped running as soon as Jess got the ball. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as she breaks the line I'm just like do you know what Jess you've got to finish that because I've stopped running <laughs> back, back to the halfway line for me yeah. <laughs> it's when you see her going you're like oh and that consideration do I start running like quickly assess the situation are any defenders going to catch her mm, maybe I'll just or like make it look like I'm making an effort to get to her just in case something happens but it's, it gets to a point and you think yeah, yeah, she's done it. But you Ooh, come faith. back to the line out. Like we've done our job as forwards. That's exactly what you want to see. And you, you just got to, and I literally stood there. We ain't going any closer. I just stood there and clapped. <laughs> oh, well done. Well done, Jess Reach. Although it was all about the line out ball first, but no worries. We'll, we'll take it from Jess. <laughs> yeah, Amy, Amy Kakane's arrow into that line out. Yeah. Throne was so good yesterday. She yeah, showed so some good. pretty fancy footwork as well across the season. Remember that tried down at Sorry Sports Park? Is she still talking about that one in the changing rooms? No, yeah. she'll be on the intercepts now. She, I, Amy is a woman of talents. She doesn't rest on one. She'll keep going. And she had her cooking boots on yesterday. She had her intercept boots on yesterday. She's just got she's just got talent all across. Does it all. Yeah. I was actually really annoyed yesterday. So I, I couldn't come to the game. I was busy playing. I should have just sacked off cricket because I didn't get any at all. But game started at 12.30. Our game started at 12. I was batting at four get in, miss a straight one early, came off, ripped my pads off, had a bit of a salt, walked out, walked out on the boundary and just sat there with my phone laughing and watching the, rough, watching the rugby with all my, all my mates over on the side. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I've got to watch, leave me alone. But I remember watching like the first sort of 20 minutes, came over, uh, first 20 minutes of the second half, sorry, and I came in at half time and the boys were like, oh, like, what's the score? And I was like, oh, 18 nil, like, dinner, right? It's like, oh, pretty comfortable then, should cruise home. And I was like, no, no, like, semi-final rugby, don't rest in your laurels and like Watts have got some weapons as well like you said so I was wondering like at what point in that game do you start feeling comfortable at what point in the minutes when you look at the scoreboard what is it when you go do you know what actually we're probably going to get across the line here when the final whistle goes yeah (laughs) (laughs) for me it was literally final because they was putting us under a lot of pressure yes in second half but like those last phases of play they were just coming at us, coming at us, coming at us. And it seemed to be like they got in our 22, getting their forwards picking and going and getting their forwards moving. And they scored. And it was like, oh, damn, here's a pattern here. We need to stop this from happening. So, yeah, for me, like I couldn't chill out until that final whistle had gone. Yeah, I think it was. And did you rip the ball at the end, Sean? Was that you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saved the day. Of course I did. Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was me. That was that was me. That was me. Humble, <laughs> humble as ever. Check the highlights yeah. package. At, check the highlights package at training Monday morning. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> um, Leanne kicked it out like straight, straight out. I, I hadn't heard the ref say like final play. I was literally looking at me and like, what the hell kick was that? Like we're in our own twenty-two store. What the hell? And then the final whistle went, and I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Morgan kicking for you, Morgan kicking for you. Well done. <laughs> well, I've just kicked it out there, but no, yeah, like Sean said, I wasn't comfortable till that whistle went at all. 
I think I think the timekeeping is a secret sometimes because so we don't have a clock. We didn't have a yeah. clock. You kind of get used to not, ha- or actually you don't get used to not having a clock because it's very annoying not having a clock. But same same as Beckett, she kicked it out, and I did think, oh, I'm not sure. As last <laughs> last time, it was like seven minutes left. I was like, what's going? And the referee took a, about a year to blow his whistle till we done it, and the whole hand thing. And I was I was like Beckett, like what is going on here? And Bur- Rachel Burford cheered. And I thought, like, she genuinely knows what's going on at most points of the game. Yeah. <laughs> there must be something in this. And so we'll ask her as well. And then the referee does his whoop all across yeah. with his hand movement. And that was it. Yeah. Maybe he didn't know as well. Maybe he just needed birth to cheer. He was like, all right, well, that'll do then. But <laughs> if Bert starts cheering, I better start blowing the whistle. She knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah. But we were watching and we couldn't keep track of, of sort of where we were in the game. Because obviously, there's no clocks around the stadium either. It's literally just the referee that knows. So. We were trying to figure out, obviously, you usually do 35-minute halves throughout the season, but then England do 80-minute games, and we thought, you know what, it's playoff, maybe it'll be... So we didn't actually know how long the game was going to be because, A, there was no clock, and, and B, we didn't know if the playoff meant anything different. So we were trying it's to so sort of... weird. There's no clock in the stadium. I can't get my head yeah, around that. It was that. weird. We were trying but to plan Amy... when to go get a beer. But Amy Cocaine was asking, like, she was constantly at our management. They were coming on the pitch, carrying what? We're like, where's the clock? Where's the clock? Um, and it's because apparently it's like 40 minute clock and they can't change it to 35 minute half or something. So then they don't want an extra five minutes on it. So they didn't put it on. Apparently, right. and it, it adds to the entertainment value. It's all a secret. Ooh, so yeah. secret. What time is yeah. it? No idea. Can I go to the buyer? Oh, don't know. Going to have to sit and wait. Yeah. yeah. Don't know when it's going to end. Two tenths. Um, Jess picked up an injury. Obviously been a key player throughout the season. Any insight on that? How's she looking? Yeah, she just hurt her ankle. Um, I'm not quite sure how it is completely, to be honest. Um, but, you know, she'll get assessed and the medical team will do what's best for her. So hopefully we'll see her out there. But if we don't, it's for the best for her. So, um, yeah, I just hope she recovers quickly, to be honest. Was she like on an injury? Because I know she had that shoulder thing a while ago. She's a bit, bit grumpy when she gets injured, like most people, I'd imagine. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody's over, overjoyed when they get injured. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I think she's... You're getting done dirty today, mate. <laughs> mate I know. Um, Fingers no, crossed, I touch wood, I've not been injured in about two years. I mean, it's probably going to come <laughs> bite me on the arse now in pre-season, but... Hey, cricket, though. Hockey. Oh, hockey. Cricket in the say... summer is my social beer sport, but hockey in the winter, which is yeah. nothing nothing in comparison to packing down at packing down at scrum and line-out time, which is fair. Hey, I've seen those hockey sort of stick swing, and if they come and hit you, that's going to hurt. Uh, yeah, it does hurt, yeah. Yeah. Don't try and help him out now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a bit bad of being a bit savage. No, I go for it. I enjoy it. I bathe, <laughs> I bathe, bathe in the conflict. Just give me it all. Should we start looking ahead to this weekend? Obviously down at King's Home. Have you, have you played there before? Obviously a big clash against Saris. Last season, null and void because of COVID. Previous two seasons, again, meeting Saris in the final. Do you think it's going to be a case of third time lucky? How are you feeling going into it? I think... When you played them earlier in the season, it was obviously 17 all. I think it was definitely a draw, but I think that was a result for them given the position that we were in throughout the game. How do you see this one playing out? Um, third time lucky is, is what I'm going with. We're a, a new team. We got a lot of new players, but also having a new head coach and like a, a new mindset going in and a different way of playing. I'm so the first game against Saracens didn't get played for, for COVID regulations. Second game, like you say, was a draw. So it's literally like nobody knows. And it it does make for a very entertaining game, even for the neutral as well. And that's what you want, especially when you're in a place like Gloucester, nowhere near the two London teams. But 
like what we want it is is locals it is people traveling to Gloucester to come and support us at, just as, as women's rugby so yeah very much looking forward to what's going to be a great game and I would suggest the best game um in England on Sunday actually yeah I've not, I've not played them I've not played in a final before I did I haven't played in a semi-final before yesterday so I'm um, looking forward to my first bit of finals rugby um I didn't play them earlier in the season either so I'm looking forward to trying to get stuck into Saracens as well we were trying to talk about like getting a, like a little traveling group down obviously it's difficult when you can all have to sit in lumps and little chunks of just empty seats flying about and we were sort of joking before he came on, Will bought his air horn on Amazon during the week to try and like create some oh. noise. This pathetic little squeaker in the stands. Did you hear an air horn yesterday? Oh, no. no. <laughs> it was the worst investment ever. I thought, because so obviously you're separated from people. So you can't really have, unless you arrive as a group and you sit as a group, there's not really like a chorus of, of like singing because everyone's so dotted about. So yeah. I was like, right, how can we counteract this? I'm going to bring an air horn down. I thought, you know what, it's, it's the Champions Cup final across the road. There'll be loads of French fans there that have got these proper horns as well. Like, I'll just get one off Amazon, I'll bring it along. And it was like the most pathetic squeak. I was like, <laughs> I can't even start using this. Like, I did it like three or four times when we had a try and I was like, I bet they can't even hear it. I can barely hear it and I'm using it. So, no, we were um, we were saying we need to get, get a bit of an atmosphere going whenever there's a, a COVID restriction in place because it does make it a little bit trickier. Um, Sarri's... Obviously, they make up half the England team. You lot make up half the England team. Any chat between yourselves throughout the week, or is it a case of we're we're not mates for the next seven days? No, I think I think we're mates up until sort of day before the game. One of my best mates is Zoe Harrison, plays ten for Saracens. So um, yeah, it's a bit of banter flying about on on a group chat. Me, Jess, and Jess Breach and Zoe are all in a group chat together. So um, yeah, just talking about the games yesterday and then. I mean, look look forward to um, next week. And Rosie Gallagher as well. She's one of my good mates at, at Saracens. So, yeah, some good mates over there. And obviously some a lot of familiar faces from England. So, yeah, I expect there to be a little bit of chat in the week or on the pitch as well. So it'd be interesting. Is there much that flying about on the pitch? Obviously, you see, like, a lot of chatter and a lot of stuff. But between you guys, is there much, like, little nip and little jabs in the game? Cop possibly comment. <laughs> That's definitely you, isn't it, Sean? You're the one you who's out the chat, the I'm sure. Like really closely, if you if you want the answer to that. <laughs> actually, it's normally not actually me. I might respond, but I generally don't initiate. You want to have a word with Sarah Beckett on that? <laughs> what an accusation! I've never. Is Bex? You giving it beans to the? You giving it beans to the position? I am. I am known. Just to give a little bit of chat, yeah, sometimes, love on the it. occasion. We love that. Yeah, love I enjoy that. that. I, I am known for it, yeah, but, I mean, I can't myself down over the last year, but you never know, it's finals, rugby on Sunday. What will happen? That red flag comes down, it's just large beans all afternoon. <laughs> no, as I was joking with my family today, because um, within the first five minutes of the game, I was told off by the ref for um, talking to the AR, <laughs> telling him that the lineup should have been 10 metres further up the pitch. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all up for respect and everything else, but you know, just test the boundaries. Sometimes you've got to see. Yeah, mind games, isn't it? Mind games. Yeah, I love it. I love the like psychological battle of it. Um, and I also think if you if you're chatting to people, you need to be on top of your game as well, because otherwise you're just going to get slated. <laughs> if you're yeah. chatting away and you you're rubbish as well, it's not going to yeah. help. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you about that. Obviously, like big family. Brothers, rugby player, twin sister. 
is the Beckett family group chat just filled with rugby stuff and lots of like score updates and chats or is it a little bit more sort of take take the time away from rugby? Yeah, it's a nightmare. Like when I'm playing, I'll come off the pitch and we've got two group chats, one with my mum in and one with my dad in. Um, and they're just like constantly just talking about the game, like commentating through the game. So I come off the pitch, like 500 messages on the group chat. <laughs> like, and I'm like, I, I'm not going to read through them all. But it's the same when Charlie plays and watching him on the TV, the group chat will be popping off like, oh, did you see this? Did you see that? Um but no, it's nice. It's nice to have that support, and with my brother as well, it's nice to have somebody who like knows what the lifestyle is like and um, how how it can be sometimes. So yeah, it's nice. And then my sister Kate, she's like top supporter number one. She's everywhere. Um, so yeah, yeah, we've got a great family for that. I was doing a little Instagram talk during the week, and I saw the photo of her outside Twickenham with you in the window on the on the <laughs> thing. So good, really. I look at the face. Oh I really no, she's <laughs> We were playing at the stoop and she 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 was just about we weren't allowed crowd uh, fans in then but she was in London for something and she sent me them and I picked them up just before I went out for the warm up. I was like, what what number one, why are you in London? And number two, stop taking pictures of my picture outside tricking them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Crazy fangirl moment. Yeah, I know. I wanna I wanna talk talk a little bit more seriously, I wanna talk careers for a little bit. Um because Sean, am I right in thinking it was were you 25 when you first came into rugby or was that when you first decided to make it your profession? Oh, no, came into it, first picked up the rugby water. Wow. Yeah. And, and how was that transition? I mean, I've, I've got a list of all, all your previous professions here and it's like hammer thrower for, for England at the Commonwealth Games, firefighter, boxing written down, commercial diver. I mean, you've, you've got a few stories to tell. How did you get into rugby, first of all? Um, and then without wishing away your career at all, what's what's next? Have you already thought about that? Or have you, are you going to go back to one of your previous previous um, roles? I don't, I don't think I'll go backwards in life. I gen, tend to try not to go backwards. I'll maybe keep yeah. my hand in with something, but it's not like I'm not going to suddenly pick up a hammer and want to be an international hammer thrower again. But how I got into rugby, essentially, I just emailed my local club and said, do you have a girls team, women's team? They said, yes, train once a week on a Tuesday. And yeah, turned up, that was it. It's not, it's not really a cool story, actually. <laughs> what influenced you to do it? Was there was there a friend that was playing in the game that made you think, oh, I'll, I'll get a piece of that as well? Yeah, so my coach for Shot Put and Discus, he was very much a rugby man, like through and through. At, like he is a rugby man, to the point where we would want to train on a Saturday morning for, for Discus and Shot, but we had to train on a Sunday because rugby was a Saturday. Like no matter what, if we had a competition on Saturday, he wouldn't come and watch. Nothing happened on Saturday except rugby. So I knew it existed because of him. And then we'd sometimes get like the rugby boys coming down in the summer to do shot putting discourses and normally the bigger boys and their PE teachers are like, we've got sports day coming up, send them down. Um, so that's, again, just, I knew it existed because there was these boys turning up, these big boys turning up. And it was them that, that kind of said, like, we think you'd be good at rugby. Like, when are you going to start playing rugby? And it, at the time, it wasn't realistic because I was an international discus thrower, hammer thrower, and just the risk of injury was too high. So I just sort of had a semi-interest in it, but knew I could never do it while I was competing internationally. And then come yeah. 2014, after the Commonwealth Games, I... Like had another season with athletics and, and kind of fell out of love with it. Uh, it just wasn't going the way I wanted. It wasn't progressing as, as I wanted to. So instead of just sort of resting on my laurels or carrying on with it, I just fancied a change. And yeah, like I say, just 
went to my local club, had a go with Medway Rugby Club and done half a season with them. And straight away I thought, well, first of all, I'll start rugby just as something to do. I didn't want to get too serious with it. Like I'd come from international sport, just something to do. But within a few months, I was like, oh, I want to play rugby for England. I told my mum, I was like, literally, yes. I want to play rugby for England. And she went, all right, fine. Do what you've got to do to make it happen. <laughs> and so, yeah, within the next season, I was I was at Harlequins. At the time, it was Elswood Balls in association with Harlequins yeah. when it first started. But yeah, so my first full season of rugby was with Harlequins. And it's the only rugby club like I've ever known, really. Apart from like starting at Medway, as I say. But that was only half a season. Um, and yeah, just been with Harlequins ever since. I love the way that, you so said that is like, sick. Just, was a good so happy to like live like looking ahead not looking back I saw that clip of you on one of the YouTube clips I watched you said you were worried about getting like a two-year phone contract because you don't know what you're going to be doing in two years time yeah, yeah. there's there's some three-year ones out there now isn't no, it? Wait, <laughs> no ridiculous yeah they lock yeah, you in yeah I'm still on I'm still on the BT sim only because I'm I can't handle the can't oh. handle the commitment of it yeah I, I'm sim only one month rolling contract even if it's nah. like, spot well, on spot on uh, no I've got that same mindset I see a two-year deal and I get like too much of a commitment not feeling that but then I sign it and then two years fly by and I've got to go through the whole process again. I'm like, oh, can I not just stick with what I've got? Yeah, so, honestly, I'm looking at getting a new car and like on lease and it's like three years or four years. And I'm like, four years? How long? Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to be doing in my life. <laughs> I'm going to say this now. My housemate is probably upstairs listening to this. I genuinely had a bit of a quarter life crisis this week just about like, I've got two years of teacher training coming up and... Blah, blah, blah. And I saw such commitment, two years of this, two years of that. And then I, I saw that comment in the week about getting a phone contract for two years. I was like, oh my God, my whole life is flashing before my eyes. I'm 24 years yeah. old. I've got no idea what I want to do. But I really enjoyed it because you, you just said you're you're so conscious of, because of everything that you've done, obviously you've had a pretty colourful history in work, sport, et cetera, just living in the moment. Is that something you're actually really aware of or is, this, is that just the way you sort of approach life or you know, what, what's the sort of general sort of thinking? Um, I, I think initially I'd make an effort to to do different things. I would, my general rule in life is if an opportunity comes to me, like to take it as an honour and to try and say yes. So like boxing was, was literally that. I was playing some sevens in the summer and someone come up to me and said, have you thought about boxing? Like, of course I've thought about it. I've thought about most sports, but he said, would you like to have a go? And I couldn't find a reason why not. So it was yes. Um, and like even the rugby, it was about having a go. All these things are about having a go and enjoying myself. And even now when I speak to people like young or, or adults, it's just about enjoying yourself. So things now come to me quite often. And like, I really enjoy a challenge and I really enjoy change. Even at training, if things get stale when we're doing the same drills or, or doing the same things I'm like come on we need a change or even that like change of pitch or, or something I just I just really like change which I know is pretty unique for some people but it's just about keeping it fresh and like my old coach used to say a change is as good as a rest so I just I just like keeping things fresh how did you um how did you find your media role obviously you did co-coms at uh, a London Irish game this season how did you find that was that was that something you enjoyed and would potentially look to as a, a glimpse into your future or was that just sort of something that you wanted to test out as you say just to, to do something different and, and have a bit of change yeah, so I I don't particularly I don't think, think I'm particularly good at talking about rugby like that's between myself and Beckett that's her role like I, <laughs> we're, we're a good team because we're good at different things and I yeah. like when we sit in our rooms we're roomies at England camps and we'll sit and yeah, go through, yeah. through games and she'll 
she'll just talk to me, talk me through games and teach me things and especially like the technical side and why we kick and even line outs like why are we going to the back and middle all of that stuff like that's that Beckett is who I go to for it because she's such <laughs> a lovely mind and that opportunity came to me in terms of doing co-coms and the first thing I thought was all oh, I like it's, oh, it's not for me I I've just sort of oh that's a very nice pass oh well done like I'm very simple and <laughs> Like, oh, there's going to be a mall here, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, in my head, I think I'm not worthy. Like, I want to get someone like Beckett in on it, but Beckett was playing. And so it was just about trying it out and like sticking to my own sort of um, convictions and opportunities come to me if I couldn't find a reason to, to say no, then I have to try it. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, it's very difficult and like keeping on top of the names and keeping on top of the game and sort of thinking about things that have just happened, think about things that are going to happen, what kind of shots you want on the camera. There was a lot going on. I don't know if I, yeah. I like, I don't particularly see myself doing it as a, as a career choice, but would I do it again? Yeah, hundred percent. But I'd probably phone Beckett first and see where she was free. <laughs> You're definitely worthy. Definitely worthy. No imposter syndrome here. We saw, um, saw you put out on your Instagram, all the preparation you were doing for that, which is quite impressive. I didn't realize how much effort goes into it. Obviously it's like uh it's a big production, isn't it? So there's, there's a lot that you don't see. If you're a, a viewer, you just see the, the finished product. But no, definitely worthy. I thought it was great. Um, you touched on it there as well, how you two room at England camps. Different musical interests. Sarah, bit of a musician. What's um, what's the music like in the, the hotel room or wherever you're staying? Who's in control of the orcs or the, the speaker? Um, I stay far away from any sort of speaker <laughs> because my music taste is quite eclectic. Like... I listened to stuff that my dad used to put on in the car when we were younger, like driving to the game yesterday, I had like Mike and the Mechanics on or the jam or <laughs> something like that, which is like, like such I don't even old know who those people are. Yeah. Who? No, exactly, like, <laughs> like, yeah, they're such weird, weird people. But like, I love country music is probably my favorite. Big time. Style of music. Like, I let's love t- let's talk. Music. Let's talk. Yeah. Yeah. Who, um, who's, like, who your country, country singers? Go on. Like Morgan Wallen at the moment. He's just oh. Out. Correct answer. <laughs> Correct it's answer. Double-sided album and it's absolutely unreal. Um, What's your favourite song? It's oh, a tough one. Um, I'm on 865. More than my hometown is, is boss at the moment. More than my hometown. <laughs> yeah, banging. Yeah, love that song. Um, Luke Combs. Um, yeah, Sarah Beckett. We need to go to a country bar. And drink beer. <laughs> this is so good. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. I can't find anybody who wants to go with me. What's your favourite Luke Combs song? Um, I like the slower ones if I'm honest. I like the like the trios of like beautiful crazy, then into forever after all. And uh yeah. I've got yeah. the same songs on my playlist. Better together. <laughs> Better together, I think it's my favourite though. Yeah, so sorry, good. Will and Sean, you talk about yourselves. We're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting way too side. We're getting way and too sidetracked. My favourite um, album is Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves. Like that album was okay. absolutely unreal. Like, I'm going to so put it on good. my list now. I haven't, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's going on my list. Yeah, All right, that, that's enough music chat. That's <laughs> enough music so good. Chat. So good. I've enjoyed that a lot. We will be talking about rugby again. I thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, my next question for Sarah was, I saw this clip when I was doing some research. You were at uni when you got a phone call from the England Falls coach and blanked it. And yeah. Like so Can you talk, us, uni- talk us through that? I went to uni for a grand total of 10 weeks. Where'd you go? Um, uh, University of Manchester. Um, worked out really well for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was at, I was in a lecture at uni, like it must have been like my second week at uni or something, and got a call from um, Richard Blaze. 
up on like on my phone and I was like oh I'm gonna have to put it down because I was in like a two-hour lecture so I had to put the phone down on him um and then like had to call him back and that was when he was telling me like oh you've been called up into into the squad and I thought he was on about the 20 squad so I was like oh perfect like unreal like we'll go again and he's like oh no like the 30 the 35 woman England squad and I was like oh <laughs> I didn't I don't think I actually said anything I think I just went all right thanks <laughs> you declined then, that call <laughs> nice one too and then I was like all right thank you bye and then like was straight on the phone to like my mum and my dad and my brother and my sister I was like you'll never guess what just happened and I was literally outside the university building and like I was like I got this like weird like shaking thing over me like I think just like adrenaline went through my yeah. blood or something it was so it was weird but like like the best feeling ever um and like yeah just phoned my mum and my dad and just had them screaming down the phone and all sorts um and I was like you're gonna have to yeah. stop him in public <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah I remember him as well it was so he'd actually called me before that just to like talk through a few things um like in case I was going to get called into camp um and he was talking through lineouts but it was freshers week at uni and I like I literally went out one night I went out one night at uni and he called me at half past eight the morning after I'd been out so I, roll, I rolled over in bed. I was so, like, I was hungover, like, probably still a bit Brilliant. drunk. I saw his name and I was like, oh, my God, I need to freshen up right now. Yeah. Um, answered it and he was, like, asking me about, like, technicalities of the line-out and talking me through the line-outs and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, that moves this and this moves that. And I was like, oh, my God, how am I blagging my way through this with the England forwards coach? <laughs> um, and, like, it was, like, the biggest thing at the time for me, like, talking to the England forwards coach. And I was like, oh, I can't believe he's phoned me when I've been out, like, um getting drunk and stuff but yeah it was all part of it but yeah that very quickly fell away when I got given my England contract so you still get moments where you're just like you you know even running out of the stoop on Saturday in your first premiership semi-final do you still have that sort of real like oh my god look at what's going on around me sort of like attitude towards it or is it just a bit sort of you know, um... water of ducks back now I think when I was first contracted, I remember in training, we were doing like a warm-up game. We were all running around like in the, it was on a, a rugby pitch, but it was a football pitch as well. So I had the centre circle in and we were running around the centre circle and I was looking around and I was thinking, oh my God, I'm training with like people who have like watched on the TV and like looked up to for so many years. Like, this is crazy. I'm not sure I'm meant to be here. And then now it's just sort of like normal. I feel part of the group and um, everything else. But yeah, you still definitely get those moments where you feel so lucky to be where you are and um like just just can't believe it's your life sometimes but yeah it's pretty cool um I remember actually so Shauna's throwing coach um knows my dad so my dad was one of the rugby boys who went down in the summer to give throwing a try or whatever um and I remember my dad saying oh John who's Shauna's throwing coach John um John's told me he's got this girl who throws who's gone down to try rugby and you know yeah she's doing all right she's at Medway and she's scored like five tries on the weekend and it's her first game or something and I said all right that's nice dad <laughs> and then like as I got towards like the England like program it sort of started clicking to me that that was Shauna and it's yeah, so weird yeah. that how I remember this story my dad saying there's a thrown girl yeah she's going to be really good like she's really powerful like he said he said as well Shauna probably going to be a prop but it's playing in the back row <laughs> <laughs> revelations on the podcast <laughs> yeah um and then I was like oh right great and now turns out we're, we're really good mates like best mates so it's so weird how things happen like that the world is a strange place isn't it everything always seems to come full circle but 
it's all it's all part of the plan. Um, yeah, speaking of plans, I, did, I didn't even mean to do that. That was quite a nice segue, wasn't it? Yeah, well, well, plans. Bit, well, up the pub. Yeah, go on. We're good at this, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> We're not. It's so um, terrible. World Cup. So World Rugby announced um, earlier this year, or it might have been last year, that it's no longer going to be called the Women's World Cup. They're just going to call it the World Cup, which I think is a step in the right direction. It's obviously been postponed from this year to, to next year in New Zealand. Little way away. Neither of you two have been to a World Cup yet. Obviously, that's something you've got your sights set on. What, what are your views on it being pushed back? Obviously, because of COVID, and, and also how hungry are you to, to get on that plane and get out there? I think uh, it being pushed back was a was a shock. We was in camp when we found out, so it was all okay. on a bit of a lull for for the first few hours, and a bit sort of wanted to have a little cry and a cuddle together because we were all together, and it it affected all of us. But it's for the right reasons. It's like if the options were play in our first World Cup to empty stadiums or wait another year, play in our first World Cup, have our family and friends there and the whole world there, I think like the right decision is to wait to, to make it a full-on experience. But at the time, it's like, oh, another year. Like, I'm 31 years old. I'll be 32 next World Cup and I'm thinking, oh, don't know if my body's going to make it. But it's... Come um, it's, on. <laughs> Just getting started. Oh, Just getting started. <laughs> You yeah. just said you felt fine after a semi-final. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. But it's it, it's there's so many different people in different places in life. So like you've got your Beckett's, you've got your Jess Breach, Joe Harrison's are the, are the younger lot. And it's very much a, it's just another year. You've got people who are probably looking to make it their, their last year of rugby and, and maybe go off and have children or like get a, a real job, as some people would call it, or go off into the real world. Don't get a real job. It looks terrible. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But yeah, it, it was just a bit of a blow because it, it's added a year to, to a lot of people's lives. But it is what it is. And yeah, the, the difference between playing in the first World Cup with fans or without fans, I'm, I'm kind of happy to wait a year to, to hopefully get, get people in that stadium. Oh, I just, we were thinking the other day, in terms of getting fans back, obviously we've seen it all over the last couple of weeks. Um, football fans back in, Premiership across the roads, etc. Down at King's Home next week, are you guys straight on the phone, right? Ten of you, mum, dad, etc. Blah blah blah. Brothers and sisters, you got like a travelling band of people that come and watch you, or is it just like go play? They're watching the TV, drop your message, or have you got like a big old supporters unit? I think we're both quite lucky, aren't we? We have we have families who all travel the length and breadth of the country and the world. To be fair, um, to come and watch us play. Um, this weekend, I had like my auntie, my uncle, my mum, my dad, my brother, my sister family friends there um yeah you had quite a few people there as well didn't you Johnny? yeah I think about seven in the end in in different blocks but yeah we're, we're both the team members who have their families following around and our family are, are our super fans and they're like my family's not a rugby family at all but they love a good day out like, they love they yeah. love, a day, love a glass of wine a glass of beer a pint of beer even um yeah and it's just it's entertainment like honestly I'm still not sure my mum even knows how many people on a team in rugby but <laughs> she's 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 always there like she's literally always there and she doesn't drive and sometimes she just pops up I'm like how did you even get here? <laughs> a couple of six nations ago we were Wales away and I was like yeah mum I'm, I'm on the bench and she goes oh, okay so I'll have a look at I'll have a look at the trains and I'll, I'll see you tomorrow then and I was like what are you talking about because well, I want to come and watch you. It's like, 
how it was i'm pretty sure it was an early kickoff as well so i should have had to leave like six o'clock in the morning she went, well, I'll just have a look. If I can't come, I can't come. But I intend to be there. I said, Mum, now I'm on a bench. I'm like, I'll get 20 minutes if I'm lucky. But, oh, yeah, but I, I just want to come and watch you. And I'm like, come on, woman. Like, this is oh, I love that. On. Yeah, but super, super fans. And me and Beckett's family are, are complete super fans. And it does make it extra special, not only having them there, but, but other fans as well. Yeah, that's what we want, though, isn't it? Not necessarily like the... The super fans that are a family, but we want to create an environment which is like a like a festival feel. I was saying to Mike, one of our previous pods, like rugby is literally like 70, 80 minutes long. That when you go to a game, you're dedicating your full day to the game. Like you're you're going to the pubs before you go to pubs after you're doing whatever, you, you're meeting up with friends. They should just open the stadium gates earlier and we'd spend all our money with them instead. They can put on like this festival around the game, like you can have music, games, whatever, get people in the stadium, you get loads of money from it and we'll spend the full day there because if we're not at the stadium we're gonna be in a, a pub down the road anyway so they, they definitely need to look at that and make it a bit more of like a, a big day out as opposed to just coming to, to watch the rugby um yeah. i know they're getting pretty good at it with like halftime games and whatever and, and covid will will impact what happens after well now that we're back in but yeah. i really think there's there's legs in a festival rugby festival yeah so we have each year as a women's team the game changer which is like yeah. a lot of work put into it and we get five thousand plus fans and, and that's very much a festival of sport and you get different sports come down and, and sort of a show and tell of sports but then even around the backs of the stadiums there's bouncy castles face painting and it's much more of that festival feel and for us as a women's game we want to promote the whole family thing as well so there's plenty of things for the kids to do but yeah completely on board with, with making it a festival and a whole day out because it is so why not make it more enjoyable and get people in early get people on board like get the players because uh, the other good thing is the non-playing players just sort of having walk-arounds or, or doing meet and greets that's all good for it yeah. as well to get to know so many players and make it personal and the amount of people like that will message me on Instagram that I've never met before but they're like oh, I'm coming to watch you and I'm like oh fantastic like but we're there as a team but it's just because they, they feel like it's personal now because they've spoken to me and I've replied and yeah. yes I'm very much a fan of the, the festival feel of rugby. Yeah, 100%. Get Sarah in the bar with a guitar after the game doing a few songs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yes. That's no, not for me. It's not for me. Not in public. I'm not a... I'm, I don't really like it in front of people. So I do it in front of my phone or in the shower or something. Nice. Yeah. Is that why you don't take your guitar to England camp with you? Uh, I did actually. In, you do? Uh, no, I haven't before, but I did in... So I was in the last week of the Six Nations um, and then, again, the, the game that we played in France. Um and I did actually take it with me because because of COVID, we're spending a lot more time like inside or in our room. So I thought, yeah. well, I may as well take my guitar for something to do. So uh, they managed to drag me out for a few there. Um, but yeah, no, it was quite enjoyable. Like just sitting around and having a sing song with the girls. We're not particularly good, but um, it, it's just nice. It's nice like team building and stuff. Has anyone got a bit of talent with a voice? Anyone? Uh, Locke Davis has a good voice. Ty Sharp has a good voice at England. Um Sarah Bernard's voice. Um, what do you say? Helena Rowland. Yeah, there. Helena on, on the DL. She doesn't really, she doesn't really like doing it in front of people. But again, good voice. Um, so I think we do have a bit of, bit of. Um, There's a choir going here. Potential there. Bit of potential. Sean, are you in? <laughs> oh, I'm stage director. All oh, right. <laughs> energy, <laughs> energy, hype woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. We need a hype woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's what we found when we were both injured. We were so good at being hype women. Like we were literally saying, <laughs> I don't think you want us back fit because we're better hype women than we are players. <laughs> you can still be hype women when you play. 
Shona had her speak around a blasting music every time somebody scored or every time nice. somebody they can play like personalized songs for each player. <laughs> nice. Nice. You've actually just reminded me, we always ask this question, karaoke songs. You two must have a karaoke song, surely. Yeah, mine, um, mine's Love Story by Taylor Swift. Nice. A very good choice. <laughs> so terrible. Uh, what? No, that's a good choice. <laughs> no. Take that back right now. That isn't a loop song. Oh, useless. That's probably the worst. I think that's the worst that we've had since we've been asking this. Like, like Taylor Swift Love Story. I'm, I'm being honest, yeah. We've had some good ones, to be fair, but I'm not, not a fan of that one. Been- I think you need to play it again. I think you're thinking about a different song, mate. That was an absolute banger. I don't think I am. My Taylor Swift knowledge <laughs> admittedly isn't that like high end. I'm good enough, but no, no, no not a fan. All right, Shona, what you got? Uh, bon Jovi is my life. Better, oh, better. That, that, that is a carry. Yeah, so one, one nil Shona. <laughs> I'll give it up. <laughs> one thing we ask this one. everyone that comes on so far in your career: what's your favourite Queen's memory? Uh, Quinn's memory for me is the first year of Elton Harlequin, so first my first full year of rugby, full season of rugby, and we won the Premiership as it was then. It was the year before Tyrrells came in, but yeah, winning a Premiership in my first full season of rugby with Harlequins. And um, another one this year. Big time, still to come. Exactly. Touch wood. Um, for Quinn's, it's pretty difficult because... Um, like obviously, I was only there from last year, and it got cut short because of COVID. Um, but I enjoy our wins down the wins that we've had down at Gloucester. I always think that's a really tough place to go, um, and it's always a tough game. But I like I relish those games, so yeah, I like them. And to be fair, yesterday, like running out in front of the stoop, um, like for the first time in a year and a bit, like I think that was incredible just to have fans back and to see people getting out and about and then obviously to get the winner as well is pretty cool so yeah and top off this year with another bit of silverware as well big time hopefully hopefully yeah I'm on it this week the reference is a good omen yeah that, that's, that goes the reference as well doesn't it I'm on it this week I'm getting I'm getting a traveling band I'm getting tickets and I'm going to be down at King's Home I'm going to get a better air horn than Will so people can actually hear it and I'm going to probably get a bit drunk and watch some rugby because I'm going to be at work on the Monday which is even better but no spot on I mean girls thank you so much for coming on obviously we're looking forward to a massive game at the weekend so I really appreciate your time we obviously really enjoyed watching it from the ground yesterday just having people back there even just watching it on the TV just seeing people in the stoop is so much cooler than seeing empty stadiums and you know, flat dead atmospheres so thank you so much for your time and oh, so looking forward to watching you lift some silverware on Sunday afternoon <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Good luck for the weekend. All the best. Talk to you soon.